What are you doing right now, Mikey? I'm sitting on the patio. I am. So I was on YouTube. But now I decided to call in and you know, have a conversation. What were you watching on YouTube? Uh, I was watching this, like, this, like, documentary on these, uh, fights. This guy's coming up on Saturday. It's, uh, Canelo, uh, Canelo versus Caleb Plant. It was pretty, like, in-depth. I was actually, it was crazy because I was thinking to myself, like, I was watching, like, Caleb Plant was, like, talking about how, like, they, or he and his wife, I should say, how they were, like, so focused on getting ready for this fight that it was, like, their two-year anniversary and, like, like, being married type shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, they were, like, not celebrating because they were so focused. And then his wife gives this random anecdote of like, she was like, oh, I remember one year he was weighing in and it was my birthday. And then someone was like, oh, what did he give me for my birthday? And she was like, nothing. I just wanted to win tomorrow. I was like, man, I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if, I, like, that's, is that, that's so crazy to me. I just, like, I don't know. That was weird to me. I feel like, I feel like a part of me can really appreciate that dedication. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like For a part sure, of me... Like, that's a lot of commitment. Yeah, I could definitely see the commitment side to it, but then I think about it a little bit more, and I'm like, damn, like... I don't know, is it healthy to be committed to such a thing? You know? Because you know? if you think about it, it's two people that are dedicated to something so intensely that it's like you're sacrificing parts of your relationship. I feel like every relationship yeah. includes compromise, though. But, you know... Yeah, and they trained together because she was uh, like a, a college athlete and like she ended up being coming like a journalist, but they trained together or whatever. So it's like something that she's physically also involved in, like she's getting ready now. She's not putting on the gloves or whatever, but like, yeah, but like, I don't know. With a little bit more context, now the way I see it, it's like... I guess, in a way, like, they both have similar goals and they're both so focused on it together now that you included that yeah. context. So now I have a different feeling is, about like, it. She's not even, like, training for the Olympics, like, you know what I'm saying? She's not currently an athlete, though. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, this is, like, I think, personally, I would be, like, maybe I'm too simple-minded, but I'm, like, saying it, like, man, you need to train and then Come home and we gonna share the fuck out and be on prep. Mm-hmm. But that twenty four seven dude, like, man, when do you like like that sounds intense, bro? What 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 what's the goal? What are you all about? What am I all about? I love music. That's my passion. 
I'm a writer, like, in different ways. Like, I like to write short stories, sure, but mainly I'm hourly confident about my musical writing ability. Like, so I'm really, I guess I, on paper, I, if I had to choose, like, a category, I'd say I'm a rapper. But I really do feel like a writer first, because that's just where I can let go and just go into that space. So I'd like to say two things. One, I can relate to you because I actually, I'm really into writing too, so I can appreciate that. And the second thing that I'd like to say too is that with the, um, with that YouTube video that you're watching with this couple and how dedicated that they both were to working out and achieving this goal, do you feel like that motivates you to be better at writing and or rapping? Yes, I, I get motivated more so by looking at his opponent. Now, this is an interesting point because they're very much different in their approach. Now, I feel like I relate, like, the opponent, his opponent, Canelo, number one pound for pound boxer in the world, a, a, a hellfire family man type shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he works out hard, like, and all that, but he has to, like, detach himself. He has to have something different. So he was like, even though this is also like, I just think it's also a personality type because they're intense. Like, I think that's like the same. They're very two intense sides of the same coin because like Canelo will work out in the morning and then go play golf for five fucking hours straight and then go back to the gym and then just go home or whatever. But like, Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's like all day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just, yeah, so I, I think yes and no, because it makes me like, it makes me realize how, how more I feel about how, like how I might approach it. Like I try to be, it should be no pressure, but then again, I shouldn't be so lackadaisical. So how do you... Let me ask you this. So, again, uh, you're a writer-rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you How do you go about uh, pursuing your... So, when you say you want to be a writer-rapper, right? Or you are a writer-rapper, which you are. Nobody can take that title from you. That's something I like to tell people, too. If you say you are something, nobody can take that from you. 100%. Um, I'm sorry? No, I said 100%. Yeah. So, you are a writer-rapper. Um, what do you... How would you say that you achieve those goals every day? Or you get better at your craft? Every day? Every day, every week. Or you know what? Give me your daily your yeah, routine. I know, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I no, I'm, I actually like it. No, I'm thinking about it because I'm like I think life inspires me. So even when I'm not like like I'm like I I'm at that point of doing this for so long that it's just ingrained into my life like my day to day so like going through life I just try to take it and like see it in different ways or like I'm just I'm just constantly thinking about it and life inspires me in different ways just being like trying different perspectives and just watching different things so I think just living just going through it so you'd say like emotions and everything. You'd say just the daily, everyday, the L's, the W's, it all comes together and it just inspires right. you to write. 
Right, for sure. So what would you say, if you don't mind me asking, what's your, mm-hmm. what was your, your last struggle that uh, inspired you to write? And again, if it's too personal, that's fine. You could just... No, mm-hmm. no, 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 it's not. I'm thinking back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking back. I remember... You could take your time too, bro. We're just like, vibing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, cause like, like, I'm an emotional person, so I wouldn't say like I'm in the moment. Like when I'm upset, I'm definitely gonna say like I'm not trying to write. Like when I'm upset, so I don't really think of it like that. But just like, twenty twenty, bro. That was crazy. That was something that really gave me a lot of like. Of, um, just stuff like life experience because I wasn't like writing as much, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm not, I'm, a, I'm like the type of person like I, like I can walk away from the project or the grind for a second and live life and then experience that. And then with my, you know, my mature, uh, point of view I could just like be better so like 2020 in a whole man it was just hard losing a friend in gun violence I'm sorry to hear that just oh yeah it was crazy thank you though yeah, that was the first time that ever happened to me is losing friends just going through like like painful relationships like all that so like it was like, just really, I would say 2020 as a whole, it was just like more than those ruts. But, you know, life is like a cycle, I think. Can I share know? something with you, Mikey? Yeah. Uh, I had a, a co-worker, actually, um, mm-hmm. who passed away. She passed away this, actually, Halloween night. Um, oh, no. And, you know, as somebody that's kind of going through, you know seeing people around you pass, what advice do you think you could give to me? Oof. Or thoughts, or how how did you try to get past that? Take your time. And, you know, give yourself some grace. I would say, and when it's time to look that shit in the face and accept it, it it's gonna like, like at least in my experience, when it was time to really like be able to like have to come to terms with it, have to accept that you know what I'm saying. That's not the way you did it. No more. That's like like it's because that is fun. It's like fun and it's final. That's it. No more final, that's it, period, at the end. And I think that's what fucked with me the most. Like, knowing that there's no more chances. But, I don't know what you believe in, but I personally believe that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can still see that. And that's something that has grounded me and helped me 
stay sane. You believe in what? You I'm sorry, what I'm I cut out for a moment. Oh no, I'm saying that I believe that they can still see us. I believe that they are in like mm -hmm. a better place, mm -hmm. and that you know, but that is enough. And my father told me, I I I, I pretty much hung on to these words. My pops told me that when people live these days on the table, that it's up to us to take them and live it up for the both of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, thinking about it, too, I think, uh -huh. you know, I guess we both went through similar, similar experiences with different contexts at different times, because mm -hmm. that's how life is. Mm -hmm. um, actually, give me, just give me one moment before I continue. Let me fix something. Also, could I please ask uh -huh. that you just move just a little bit closer to your microphone, if you could? Sorry, I'm, I'm Thank you. But let me let me just uh, adjust something real quick. All right, go ahead. Okay, we're back on. Um, you know, I guess <laughs> I don't know. You you know how you kind of just get in like those ruts where you just think about. You just kind of think about you know the incident or whatever it was and. I don't know, you, you try to, like, process it and rationalize it. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, a, I don't know if this is weird, but, you know, I guess I had, like, a thought, like, you know, like, what, 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 would, what was the last person, what was the last thing this person might have thought, you know? What, what, what could they have said? And, uh, you know, I, I've read, I spent a lot of time on Reddit, uh, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> probably more time than I should. Um... <laughs> And I've read multiple different accounts from people where they uh, they share their, where people, you know, even for example, like Eminem, like he died and he came back to life. Like you temper, you can lose life. Your heart can't stop beating. Your brain can stop working for a second, but you can come back as long as the oxygen and blood starts flowing. And you know, these accounts from what these people say is that it was the most peaceful experience of their life, or the ending of it, you know, and. I guess that kind of helps me in a way because I started thinking of it like this. Like when I pee, it feels good. When I shit, it feels good. When I eat, it feels good. And these are all natural things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in a way, like if it all comes to an end, like I guess that in a way probably has to feel good too, right? Because everything that's natural, even when, even when I puke, like afterwards I do feel good. These are all natural things. Oh, yeah, you know? it's a relief. Yeah. So part of me thinks that, you know, Every day is a blessing, and, you know, it's part of the reason why I started this, too, because I just, I mean, I fucking love talking to people. I think it's really nice that people can just come on this and share their stories, and I'm able to, and I know it will blow up one day, because, um, I don't know, I feel like these stories are too valuable. I feel like your story is too valuable. I feel like your life's too valuable. My life is. Everybody's stories are too valuable for it not to come into somebody's hands one day, you know, for the world to see it. Mm -hmm. And every day may be a blessing, but, you know, that blessing could just be taken. And I guess in a weird way, it's also a relief to the person that it gets taken from. And I don't know, I guess that, I guess in a way that fucks with me the most, because every day here is a blessing. And even if it ends, like, that can feel good too. So which, I don't know, which one's harder, you know? I don't know. I don't even know. It, it's like, it's a lot to... 
it's hard to even process just not existing too, you know? Like you can't remember before you were born. It's not physically possible, at least for me. I don't know, people have different accounts of whatever. That's what I've learned doing this. <laughs> A lot of people have different experiences, but... Even Mark Twain said, I believe, um, Mark Twain said, and I quote, uh, I do not fear death. I have been dead for billions and billions of years and it did not bother me not once. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just have a, uh, just really mind boggling, you know? For sure. I don't know, man. That shit. Not, like, it, it definitely changes the way And another quote, too, that I like to share is uh, Confucius once said, um, You lived two lives. The, life that you the life that you had before you realized that you only have one life and the life that you have after you realize. And I feel like nothing really like fucks with you that hard until you experience like death around you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It makes you, cause it's sobering. It's like a reality check. Like, <laughs> life is so precious. And you know, it's, it's, and it's like, those cliches, like, you know, you have the chance. <laughs> I know, and it's crazy, because <laughs> as a kid, like, growing up, being 16, 17, 15, I was like, man, that corny shit's so stupid. Life isn't, uh, like, a miracle or whatever. You know, I'm here, school sucks, whatever. Yes. Like, I didn't even realize, like, the, the billions of years of evolution that it even took for this planet, and the luck of this rock to even exist for us to be here, like... Uh -huh. The fact I'm even talking to you on a, on a little box, and I can hear you from miles it's away, that, that's a complete privilege, right? Yes, actually, I don't know. I don't know if I feel... I, exactly I, I feel like I'm dumb saying it out loud, but it's just something that you have to, like, re-realize. And once you re-realize it, it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm here right now. Gotta make the best of this shit. <laughs> You got planes, boats, so much knowledge, too. I, I do agree. Planes don't make sense. <laughs> that shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> At all. It does not. There's no way this interestingly shaped piece of metal should be thousands of feet off the ground. That's just... I was on... And, like, you know, I haven't been on a plane in a long time. I was on a plane the other day coming back from Tallahassee and I was like like going through turbulence for like the first time in a couple of years and I was like yo I forgot how how real flying through clouds are like that is not a natural thing we should not be doing that as human beings as you know monkeys on steroids like we should not be that is not like I, I don't know, man. That is that is insane. People and you know what? Like, like I don't know yeah, if you, right? I don't know if you thought that's like a ridiculous thought, but I do agree. Like, I think about that shit all the time. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, should I even be doing this right now? Like, <laughs> like, like, should I have a phone? Like, should I be living like this? You know, it just kind of it, it fucks with you. 
Especially okay. being being on a plane and experiencing that, like, oh my god, I remember the first time I was on a plane, and the exact same thing that you experienced, it was the turbulence, and in that moment, well, I realized two things, one, it's crazy I'm on a plane, two, like, like, mother, like, nature is real, bro, like, at any moment, nature is real, at any fucking moment, like, Anything could just happen, especially another thing that, yes, another thing that opened my eyes to that too was also like the, um, my God, bro, the, the pothole that opened up under the apartments in Miami Mm -hmm. and that just, it was just instant, you know, Yeah. insane to me, unpredictable, boggles with me all the time. So, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like we've been, I feel like I've been kind of leading on about this, because this, this is something I've been thinking about a lot, obviously, given, due to my uh, current circumstance. But, um, it's uh, nearing 11pm, so I'd probably like to, first of all, I'd like to welcome you to definitely call in again, I feel like you're a very good caller and I enjoy talking to you. And second of all, I'd also like to ask, probably, of course, and the second of all, I'd like to ask, to just to close out, um... How did you how did you get into writing and rapping? Or actually just, just give, was... give me one moment real quick. Mm-hmm. One moment. What are you gonna go to? Babe, I'm gonna leave. Huh? I'm gonna leave. Did you just, are you serious? Okay, stop, 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 stop. All right, I'm sorry, uh, you can go ahead now. Writing rap, it was like, I don't know, it was just, at first I did not take it seriously. I was just like, I saw Wayne on MTV Jam, and I was like, I think I can do this, and then try it to freestyle alone. I was like, I can't do this. And then I was like, I like, like, you know, when someone tells me you can't have something and now you just want it more, it was kind of like that. And then I just like revisited it uh, around high school because I've always been into the music. Like that was always going to be my, like, and always will be my favorite genre of music. I'm always going to have something new rap related in my music. Uh, but it has to be. It's like the number one genre. It's like a product of that culture. So it was always going to be a rap-related world. I was always going to be a rap fan. But really participating in it, like, just, I don't know. It, it just it mystified me. I find it so interesting. It's just like, like, just like, kids like oh and I had other interests too like I wanted to play ball at one point like basketball and like I looked up to a lot of athletes but like to me like my favorite rappers were like athletes like that's how I idolized them at least like like these are cats that carry themselves in a certain way and that they're the way that they rap was like the way that ball players play and everybody's style of rap 
were played was unique to them. And learning their spotlight, their backstory, and like getting to become more of a fan of them and their art by learning about them was just like, that was just my thing. Like, I like to, like, that's like, and that's what I do even now. Like, with whatever I become interested in, I like to find out the backstory. I like to watch the documentary. Which brings me back to what I was doing, like, earlier on YouTube. So, whenever I find something or someone interesting, I'm like, okay, I want to know about them because I want to see what's going on in their mind. Whenever I like the way somebody does something or any, anything, when, when, when my entry, when my interest is keep, I'm just there. Like, I got it. So that was me with rap. It just snatched me in and had to let me go. And I doubt it will. All right. Thank you for sharing, Mikey. Again, I definitely welcome you to call in again. Um, mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna send you something on Twitter. It'll be a surprise to you. Pro- or actually, um, I'm probably gonna DM you on Twitter and then just ask you for your phone number so I could just send you a link to something. I think you'll think it's pretty funny. <laughs> kind of relates okay. to what you just said. <sighs> but again, I welcome you to call in again. I just uh, I have. have a good I night. I definitely will. Course. Thank, Thank you. you, man. you too. Have a good night, man. Make sure to uh, just send me your number, please, so I can send you the link. Oh, I got it right now. All right, man. Have a good night. <laughs> Sasha Camille. How are you doing tonight? What's up? What's up? I'm sitting here, I'm vibing. But how how are you doing, Sasha? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, today's been a chill day. What about you? How are you? I'd say that um, today I had an interesting day. I think I learned a lot of things. Not anything that was that really? important. I learned... I mean, I was just in the garage, just kind of helping my dad do some stuff with uh, a washing machine, just taking it apart. And then putting it back together and trying to fix it and stuff. What did you do today? Um, I woke up. I should. Um, I had to finish with the laundry because I studied laundry yesterday. Um, and then I do people's homework for money. So I did one of my clients' um, assignments. Then... Wait, you, you did one of your client assignments? You do like homework or something? Yeah, homework, test, projects, all that. Essays. Oh, really? So what, what... Yeah. So you specialize in what is it? English? Yeah, because I'm like good at writing and reading, so... Um, really? I'm good at like, specific assignments and math. <laughs> so then what was the topic that you did today for that, whatever paper it was? Um... Oh wait, actually, I did a math assignment. I didn't even do, I didn't even do English stuff. I mean, I'm not good at math. I did it. Um, and it was geometry stuff. It was geometry. I think your smoke yeah, detector needs a, like... needs a new battery. <laughs> I think, Traffic? I think your smoke detector needs a new battery. Oh, my smoke detector, yes. Yes, it does. She be singing. <laughs> She's singing. I hope you don't have a candle on in your room. That's good. 
So what, you did this geometry assignment? Did you, can't, can't you just kind of, like you, so what, when you did this geometry assignment, is it like a test or something? Or is it like an assignment that you have to, have to fill out? Because I'm assuming if it's like a test, you can't just cheat on it, right? No, it was just an assignment. So, like, hmm, because it just makes me wonder, because can't you just kind of look it up on like Mathway or something? Exactly, yes, you can. Is that what you did? I mean, yeah, basically. Like, well, not Mathway, <laughs> but like Socratic, photo math, just like doing the problem. So, like, I would another homework assignment, but I'm getting paid to do it, so. Do you know if this person is even aware that Socratic is a thing? I think they are. I think it's more so laziness and not wanting to do their homework. But, like, I understand that as a student. You know, sometimes you don't want to do it. And yeah. You pay someone to do it. Yeah, I got that. I, sometimes I consider paying people to do my homework, but then I stand. I think about how I got my money, and I'm like, oh god, I really went through all that. Like, do I feel it. Like it just depends, because like, let's say you're really busy and you've had. It's all circumstances. Like, what if you have a busy week? You know, you have a lot of stuff to do, and then you also have like a paper due. You're like, shit, I don't have time to do this fucking paper. Like, like research papers and do citations and all that shit. I would pay someone to do my shit, like straight up. Because I don't have time for that. But, like, granted, it just depends on if you're willing and what it is and if it's worth it to you. So do you pay people to do home your homework also? I don't because I do my own homework. <laughs> so would you say that you've always been a good student? Can I ask question? Would you say that you've always been a good student? So Sasha. I like I like learning. Learning is fun, but I feel like the school system is just kind of um over wonky. Like it's just like you have to be disciplined and you know, you know, you have to like to do a lot of shit honestly too much i have so many hobbies um i like anything creative i'm gonna be real like drawing fun even though i can't dance which is and it's ironic that i can't dance because i do a lot of stuff in which i dance and i dance anyways but i can't dance but dancing is fun um i i wouldn't be a cheerleader but i did like the idea of like cheerleading and gymnastics and I was a cheerleader for a short period of time uh I also did dance for a short period of time on and off and that was really fun 
when I said I can't dance. So like dancing was still really fun. Um, I obviously sing, I've been singing all my life. I feel like that's just like no knowledge at this point. Um, I think, come on, I didn't realize I would like acting, but it does make sense because I'm super fucking dramatic. <laughs> but still, acting is really fun. Could you could you move a little bit closer to your microphone by chance? Yes. Hello, hello. Okay, I think that's better. Continue. You were talking about acting, I believe. Yeah, just um, acting is fun, and I didn't realize that would be something I was into, even though I do like all creative forms of like being able to create things and bring them into life, like taking things from your brain, certain ideas, and just making them into a reality because the human mind is really like like you can come up with anything we created like life as it is so the fact that we are able to be creators is kind of a beautiful thing so i like to make things like talk like anything i can any modes of just creativity i like to do that um i like to read i like to skateboard even though that's like scary that's a new um hobby i've taken up skateboarding and i'm comfy as fuck so it's like really ironic but like it's fun and it's something like um or you're athletic to do to like stay fit i also do some bike riding and i've always loved bike riding biking is fun um what else do i do i party partying is fun i didn't realize i'd be a party girl but partying has been a fun thing i wonder how long it's gonna last though because this drinking thing is not fun that is something I will say I don't like. I like being drunk. Don't like drinking. I still haven't gotten into it. I have, but I haven't. <laughs> um, play piano. I wish I could learn more instruments. I'm trying to learn how to play the bass. It's really hard, though. It seems as though every day is something new for you. Yes. Yes, it is. Every day is like a little adventure. I never know what I'm going to get into. So do you wake up every day with the intent of doing something new, or do these things just kind of come to you? I feel like a little bit of both, because there's, it's not like I, I do, my brain naturally wants to try to think, that's been a new thing, I'm very much a creature of habit, like once I get comfortable doing a certain amount of things, I'll do new things to do, but I do like to cycle between certain things, because I didn't realize how many hobbies I would pick up, you know, um, and some days, things do just happen, and I find myself doing things, and I'm like, damn, I did not expect to be here, but here I am, right? Um, and other times, it is like an intentional, like, I want to experience, you know, something. I want to learn about some things that I don't know about. So would you say that, would you say that you're interesting? Am I interesting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I do. I'm interested. I don't think I'm boring. You know, I can for certain say I'm not boring. I am not a boring person. So your certain your certain answer on that question is that you are not boring. I am not boring. Yes, that is final answer. Okay. So, what would you say is your biggest problem right now? You know, let me tell you this, Sasha. This is how I see you. I see you as a rainbow. You are. <laughs> You are a bunch of different colors. You do this and this and this and that. Uh-huh. And within all these different things that you do, it's it all comes together into a rainbow and you light up every day and then you go away and then you, you know, you, the day goes on and then whenever rainbow comes and that, that, that's you to me. That's how I see you right now. But okay. whenever somebody sees a rainbow, they never think about all the issues. 
Exactly. Oh, see, you're, you're creative mind. You just know, don't you? <laughs> so, um, what, what's your what's your what's your biggest problem? What's your biggest issue? And it doesn't have to be personal. The, besides, maybe your smoke detector. What's your biggest issue? I, I actually have a lot of issues um, because life is hard, which is why I try to be a rainbow. Or I personally see myself as like sunshine, and it's because uh, you know it's gotta gotta keep stick with the theme. But like I try to be like the sun because I know how dark it can get, and life is not easy. And life has not been easy for me. I feel like with the chaos. Of, like, wanting to do everything all at once. I've also feel like I've experienced a lot of things that I shouldn't have, or, you know, as a, I, like, a black girl living in this society. Um, I'm personally deaf. You know, I'm really kind of visual. I'm visually impaired, even though, like, I'm really good at music and, like, hearing oh, sound. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So your audio had cut in and out for a second. You said that you are odd, odd, I'm sorry, auditorily impaired? big what is the most unlucky that you're willing to share of course what is the most unlucky experience you'd say that you have had with your auditory or visual impairment um I don't know. I would say that the worst thing is having people think that like I'm not listening to them or I'm ignoring them or like I'm dizzy like people think I'm dumb and taking me as an aloof person because I constantly have to like ask people to repeat themselves, or like I like I'm always the person I'll be like, can you say it again, or be like, what? Like I'm always like, what? What? And like, excuse me. I'm like, I didn't get that. I'm like, can you like repeat? Because I need to when I'm listening to people, when I'm hearing people talk, I want to really soak in whatever it is that they're telling me. And if I can't hear you, you know, it makes that much harder. And I think a lot of people get frustrated with me. And I understand why, it's just one so that I can't really help it, you know. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks big, because like, I feel like I get misunderstood a lot, for no reason. And mm-hmm. it sucks. Do you have like a hearing aid or anything? Mm-mm, I don't. I just need free ball and light, man. <laughs> Same. It's pretty good, like normally. It's not too bad in conversations. It's more so like sound waves. Like over the phone, I need to have it on speaker. Having it to my ears is horrible. And like with radios, I need to put the radio up to a certain volume, or I'm not gonna hear it well at all. I remember, I remember when I was in in middle school. I used to, I wear glasses. Um, I usually don't wear them in my pictures, but I do wear glasses. And in middle school, I would also play soccer. So there was a certain point. 
There, there was a certain point where I was wearing, uh, I had like, there was like this intermissionary point where I had to get sports glasses and also glasses for school, or like regular glasses that I could wear, wear to school. Uh-huh. But, but I had like these, these like purple, big, giant, like goggles. Aviator types? Yes. Like big. Or like the ones that like those dad pickup trucks wear, you know what I'm talking about? Mm, I wouldn't say like those, kind of like those, but probably like a little bit thinner. Um, but okay. one, but this is middle school, so you know anything's anything's free game in middle school. Like we're all ready to be bullied. Everybody's on the attack. You know what I mean? So I, I had like this big like these big purple goggles, and I didn't get my regular glasses in time for school. So there was like a good period in, in time where I was going to school for like two weeks with like these big goggles. And every time I'd pull them out to like look at the look at the board, like I had like an internal monologue to myself where I was like, "Is it worth it for me to pull these out and get made fun of, or should I just squint?" Yeah, I understand that feeling. And after a while, I was like, "I'm just gonna fucking put these on. It's not worth it." Which also brings me to another question: Would you be a kid again if you could? If I could be a kid again, would I? Yeah. I think about that question a lot, and honestly, I don't know, because, like, it, it would be, like, am I going to be a kid and still retain all the memories I have now, or am I going to be a kid and, like, go back to being a kid? Go back to being one. I would. Because I rather was a kid, and, you know, it was good and bad. It had its pros and cons. Um, I still feel like I kind of have that trauma. I never really, like, know about, like, trauma in it. I still have that like hopeful little kid in my heart, you know. So I wouldn't be a kid because like I still feel like her sometimes. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever be a kid again. Cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think I knew who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't think I understood my existence on this planet yet as a kid. Like I, and plus everybody was telling me what to do. School, home kind of sucked actually like looking back on it couldn't do anything so when did you when, when did you realize that you were just this this rainbow of just creativity sasha when, when did this come to you i'm gonna be real i always Do you think 
do, do you, do, are, are you scared of the day that your brain might, are you scared of the possibility that your brain might slow down one day? Um, no, because I'm confident in my ability to adapt. Because I feel like I've been able to adapt with just how my brain already, like, works now. And that's all I've just been trying to do, like, as, since transitioning into, like, my adulthood, because I'm still, like, very young. And I'm just kind of, I treat, the same way my brain works, how I treat problems in my life. Because I know that, like, not everything's easy. And that I have to take whatever challenges and lessons that come to my way and figure out, you know, how to solve them. Like, the natural problem-solving instinct in your brain, you know. And I just think, and I'm like, okay, well, I see that this is this way. And maybe it causes this and this. So how can, what can I do? You seem, you seem to have, like, in our conversation, I noticed that you keep saying, like, my brain, or brain, like, you keep mentioning it. Do, do you think that you've looked into, have you ever, do you think about the way you process things? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Do you think, and again, earlier you said that you think that you should be, that you should be diagnosed with something. I forget what it was. How, what was it? So how did how did you how did you come to that conclusion? Like how did you get there? Like what what made you realize that? And what brought you to that point? Um, just because, like I said, the schooling system, um, school works very clear cut way. It's kind of like you have certain time periods to go over certain subjects. You know, the instructor has a curriculum that they give to the students, and it's just like there they have a certain time period amount of assignments, you get a certain amount of credit, you can move on to the next grade, boom, cook, 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 cook. Um, and you know, certain kids, like, the way people's brains work are all of them different, and, you know, people learn differently, and there's some kids who can, you know, pick up things super fast, and like, just immediately, like, tell them something, and immediately understood it, and like, boom, done, on to the next, there's other people that, you know, they need to hear it a couple of times, or maybe they need to, like, have visuals, or be hands-on and, like, actually work through it, or whatever the case may be, you know. As a kid, I was like, you knew that, like, I need to see something and be able to visualize it so that I know how to do it. Like, if I had to reread something multiple times to get it in my head, I would. And it's just, like, I always liked reading because I was able to see things in my head that, like, whatever was being described to me. Um, but then when it came to stuff like numbers, like, I, it, numbers never stick. It was just like, no matter how much I practice, it would be like, I got it in my head for a period of time, and boom, it's gone. And like, I'd have to really drill it. But like, I'd have to find something catchy to memorize it. And then, um, as I got older, like, that was just like, time from the beginning. But then, like, as I got older, and, you know, there's so much information on the internet, and I was able to, like, look into certain things, I found certain, like, traits within myself that are, ten are apparently, allegedly, um, What's your uh what's what's your what's your favorite food? You said shrimp and or my own 
Pasta. Sasha likes pasta. Well, Sasha. Again? Yeah, I like bread. Huh? I said, because like, I thought about bread and I was like, bread. So basically, you just want Olive Garden. Olive Garden, yes. Pasta, bread. Is that what you want? Well, Sasha, I think that this phone call is pretty interesting, and I feel like you have a lot to say. Um, you have quite a bit to say, and I did enjoy hearing all of it. Um, I'd like for you to call back in sometime. I'd like for you to to put a put a battery in that smoke detector. Um, we'll see about that one. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe put the creative plans on the side for a second and, you know, grab a ladder, you know, put a battery in there and uh, I want you to call in again sometime and I want you to have a good night okay. and thank you for calling in. Thank you. Of course. Have a good night. Have a good night, Sasha. Bye. Later. Hey, how's it going? How does this, uh, how does the dynamic of this work? The, the dynamic of this is that we talk on the phone and we have fun and I ask you questions or you ask me questions and we have a good time. What would you say your name was? Okay. Uh, I didn't say uh, my name yet, but my name is Daniel. Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. how old are you? What's your biggest problem? Uh, I'm 22 and my biggest problem is probably self-discipline. What do you have issues with? Uh, what's your issue with self-discipline? My, my issue with self-discipline is um, just uh, pretty much like setting up a routine to stick by, like waking up, um, let's see, like waking up and just basically doing like tasks and just because right now I don't really have a job, but I work on my own stuff. So it's just kind of like sticking by a routine. Um, so what stuff do you do? Sometimes, what's up? What stuff do you do? Well, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. You're a filmmaker. I, so, yeah, I edit videos. I do a bunch of, uh, a couple stuff around the day here and there, but it's pretty much uh, a frugal work. That sounds like a pretty big job, Daniel. Yeah, well, you could say that. That sounds like a, that sounds like a lot of work. How did you get into making films? Um, honestly, I just went to college, but I've always kind of had a thing for it. I just like to edit on the side, and then I just got approached by people who just gave me opportunities, and from there on out, I just like grew from those uh, those uh, those moments. So you mentioned kinda, college, but uh, I also wanted to ask: Did you did you learn about filmmaking in college, or did you kind of teach yourself how to edit and stuff? Like, how do, how was the process of learning how to do that come from? I uh, I've I've known like some tricks. Uh, editing before I went to school, but uh, going to school gave me a lot of insight. Um, but then after the pandemic started, I kind of actually met people, right? Like I started hanging out with people who have just been self-taught, and I've learned a uh, 
uh, a lot more than what was just taught in like a, a, a standard uh, academic curriculum. Just by like hanging out with people who actually been in the field and stuff like that, that actually like spent time in movie sets and stuff like that, and they've worked on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? What do you think is your biggest issue with self-discipline right now? So, obviously, self-discipline entails waking up and being able to do the thing. But what do you think stops you from being able to do the thing? A combination of factors, or do you think you just have, like, one big issue in particular? Like, is it waking up? Oh, uh, I was just going to say, like, just, I, yeah, just being lazy, I guess. I mean, I have a lot of ambition and stuff like that, but it's just, like, actually getting to actually do it i'd say like it's like it's very easy to hit the snooze button and just go back to sleep and then you wake up and then it's like two in the afternoon and you're like feeling unfulfilled but then there's some days where i, I guess the way i could describe this it, like it's a gradual process but um days like that where it's just like damn the kind of unfulfilling day yeah we're yeah. sticking by a schedule you know yeah i've had those days like I'll usually do something and I'll stay up late or actually I'll do something I enjoy I'll play video games and I'll stay up late and then I wake up the next day and it's like 1 p.m. and I'm like oh god what I do right I didn't get to go right. to the gym I didn't get to do x and x and x and x and then it just kind of messes up the whole day and you have that very unfulfilled nasty feeling almost but I don't feel bad about it all the time because I did enjoy playing video games that night you know what I mean yeah I actually came on here, I wanted to talk about something, but that's why I thought I didn't know the dynamic of this show. Go ahead, shoot. Let's talk. I, I, just, I just have a very funny story. I'm assuming off the, assuming off the stuff that you posted on social media, like some, some people just give off like a very interesting story. Sure. But, uh, so when I was a kid, I don't know how long ago this was, this was like a couple years ago, I'd say I was like, probably like 12 13 somewhere around there i don't know where where i was because there's a lot of monkey like oriented locations in miami there's mm -hmm. like monkey jungle monkey island and a bunch of stuff like that mm -hmm. like little micro zoos you know mm -hmm. one of those like little locations and i was there one day and i i my mind my mind is very uh hazy when it comes to like describing the place but i do remember one time like i was just like there and we were leaving the leaving the park or whatever you could call it i was leaving the area and i went to the gift shop because um yeah I, I i had this thing where like i like to like, like buy journals and stuff like that and i went to the gift shop and i'm not sure what it looked like i think it was like a picture of like a gorilla or an elephant and i don't know what it was but i liked it i don't know why it stood out to me it was like on like a shelf or something and i was like oh, okay cool and i got it I got the little book I checked out and left, and I'm leaving towards, like, exiting the park. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, this, this journal's kind of cool and whatnot, but I, uh, something was misleading because I'm looking through this book and there's, like, paper is not typically, like, you don't find a lot of paper that's, like, painted, like, brown on it. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's, like, recycled, like, cardboard or whatnot and now look at the back and it's it, it first starts off with like thank you for purchasing this book um this was made with 100 percent recycled elephant turd and i was like hold up what the fuck pause 
I'm I'm just like this distraught twelve year old looking at this about to ball my eyes out because I've I've never been so misled in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably understand for like my position how I feel if I just unknowingly bought a book made of shit. Reflecting. Reflecting on it now as an adult, how do you feel about that book of shit? Oh, I immediately, like, my birth, my visceral reaction was to get a reach fund because I was like, hell no, there's no way I'm taking this home with me. And I feel like I kind of felt guilty off it because I was like, damn, their whole mission was to be okay with it, but pause, that's not going home with me. That's not going to fly. I'm not keeping a book full of shit. Albeit it, it's recycled and whatnot, processed, watered down, but at the end of the day, it's still dung, and I'm not taking dung to my home. So my question is, uh, how do you feel about that? What, what, what would you have done in your in that position if you had just been told that the book you just bought was made out of recycled caca? Well, uh, I th- when I was younger, I actually used to have a very, very, very high affliction for animals. I think it started when. Like, I'd find spiders in the house sometimes, and, like, I'd think about killing them, but then my dad kind of taught me, he was like, you know, you shouldn't kill the spiders because these spiders actually have value because these spiders kill flies or in mosquitoes, and you hate mosquitoes more. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. So then I always remember that conversation. And from then on, I used to watch, like, a lot of Steve Irwin and Animal Planet and stuff. So I had, like, a, 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 like a love for animals kind of ever since I was little. Um... I actually wanted to be a paleontologist, which is a person that studies fossils, just because I enjoy dinosaurs and just animals as a whole. So if, at that point, if I was 12 and I had gotten, like, this book and I went to the back of it and it said that it was made out of elephant turd, I probably, but that's because I have all this context with animals, I probably would have been like, wow, that's actually really cool. I probably would have been like, I want to make a book out of my own turd. I Like, I wish, I, I kind of wish my own turd was was strong enough to be able to like imagine you just you just do something naturally right you just get on the toilet and you just let out a couple of turds and then somebody writes like their their life on it on their compost you compost it water it down filter it whatnot like to me i i mean now like as i am now uh i think that's a pretty cool thing if i was 12 i probably would have thought it was cool but i don't think i would have thought it was as cool but now like you know a little bit older i'm like hmm it sounds pretty ill. Like I definitely want to do that. But when, if I was twelve, I definitely would be like, "Yeah, oh, that's that's pretty cool." But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to show my friends though. I feel like if I showed my friends, you know, how, you know how we were when we twelve, when we were twelve. Yeah, definitely. It would have been uh, quite annoying. Quite, quite annoying about it. I, feel I wonder like. how much of a pedestal they put you on for that. You're like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, I definitely get a. Uh, Bro, kids were just ruthless, bro. It, it didn't take anything for you to get bullied back then. Nothing. It, it took next to nothing. It's pretty funny when you think about it. Yeah. It was like yeah. Twitter, Twitter, but in real life, and like Is a lot more violent. Hmm. Cursing. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely agree with that sentiment. Um, you definitely uh, you'd uh. You garner in that book in, in secret, and when your friends come over, you just hide it. Because you don't want the... It's a great conversation starter, but it leads down a very dark uh, dark alley. Because uh, eventually it's going to come to a point where you're going to have to confess. 
Uh, this book is made of turd. Yeah, you know, some, some, uh, you could only, you could only put up a front for so long before they start asking questions as to why, why the pigment's a little bit brownish, why it reeks a little. You know, Daniel, this makes me want to ask you a question. What's up? You know, we talked, we talked about filmmaking, we've talked about turds. Is there, is, is there ever, has there ever been a project that you've made that you're just not proud of? Um, that you just think you just think you made this thing that's just turdy to you, in hindsight. In hindsight, I think you know what's very interesting. I think the projects I've known from the get go that were going to be terrible are terrible, and I laugh at it. But the things that I took pride and joy as kid making, I don't look at it in disdain. I look at it as a okay in this very moment. What I did and when I did it, it meant a lot, and I could see the positives in it. You probably not hold up to a uh, to a modern or, or to like my standards today, but like looking back at like the stuff I was doing as a kid could almost give me inspiration. And just if you're never repulsed by your previous work, then you're not improving. So I kind of look back and like just agree upon that things were just that I'm better now. So I don't have any, like, disgust looking back. I actually have a little bit of appreciation of how, like, bad things look in hindsight. But the same could be said about, like, I look at projects back then, and some of them, like, once again, like, some of them can actually uh, withstand the test of time. That there's some projects I haven't looked at in a while, and I'm like, holy shit, I did that. And I, I'm still pretty proud of to this day. But the projects I've always known from the get-go that were going to be terrible are so terrible to a point that I actually laughed at them. So how did you... Is, is there one particular project that sticks out to you that you just knew it was going to be terrible and it was? Yep. Do you feel like elaborating yeah. on it? Yes. So the pandemic just started and I was in film three with this anal professor. This, pro this professor was so hell-bent on like getting through his curriculum, even if if the earth froze, if the earth froze, we would still have Zoom meetings at 10 in the morning to the T, to the dot. And he was so hell-bent on just being by the script or being by the book or like being very strict about everything that he didn't even budge at the beginning of a worldwide pandemic, which kind of frightened me, I will not lie. It frightened me a little bit. The fact that he was so resilient in the face of all this, uh, to have this much resilience in the face of like the crisis of what was going on in March of 2020, a little frightening. And I think you have to be a little bit delusional to hold up such so much candor. But <clears throat> uh, that's besides the point. Um, he he imposed uh, imposed a music video project, right? And essentially, at this point, into what had just occurred with the pandemic and all, I was not taking school serious at all because I fundamentally do not believe and I still hold firm that I don't believe in online early, uh, online learning. And so if I was going to learn about film, I'd rather do it in person. So the whole, I felt like my whole, um, what is this called? Whatever, I felt like that whole, um, that whole class was fickle at this point because I was just like, I'm not going and I'm not going to the class. It was such a, 
a, such a bizarre concept to me, but I was just like, I'm not taking this seriously because I can't be there in person. Mm-hmm. So he, I don't know how he expected me to pull off full-on film production or whatnot, but that just wasn't happening. He, he was very he, he was very adamant about what he wanted for this project. He wanted people involved. He wanted, like, a production crew. And we were just like, look... Uh, and we were all in this meeting because at this point, we, it's like all 20 of us in a class meeting. And we're like, listen, we're going to have to tell it to you straight. Like, this is really fucking hard. Like, this shit just happened. And he's like, well, just try your best. Do what you can. Figure it out. But this is what I want. This is my specifications. So he was basically like tough shit. And we just had to bite the bullet on that. And so I was so fucking, I was fed up with the class because I was like, bro, there's no way. Like he's, he's not backing down. He's fucking creeping me out. So I was just like, I'm just gonna do the most low effort project possible um, in existence. And basically that consisted of taking pictures of like, of like my neighborhood and just getting in my car and just putting my phone on the windshield, just driving around, and that would be the the backbone of what the music video would consist of, and then impose, like, a stick figure instead of people and call it an animation. It was so dog shit terrible, and I knew it was dog shit. That's what kind of made it all, like, made me chuckle while it was being presented to us. Like, ain't no fucking way, like... I just, like, I'm not taking this class seriously. All these other people tried, and I did not try at all. And I ended up getting an A on the project, or, or, or a B or something. I was just like, bro, good riddance. I'm just done with this class, honestly. So you made... I wish I could show you... You basically made... You, over. you basically made a dog right. shit project. Yes, on purpose, because I was... Understandably, like in, the, in this position, I was just like, I just want to be done with the class. So I was just going to put the lowest effort possible. I wish I could show you the project. You don't have you it? Have it over. I do. If you could, uh, if you, you know what, if you, if you really want to show it, I actually could probably put it together. I could probably right. text you after I the fact, probably. though. But I'm pretty sure if um, I put some time into it, I could probably fit it together in a. In a video, make right. it look nice. So, Daniel, we've talked about we've talked about elephant uh-huh. shit. We've talked about elephant shit. We've talked about about dog shit. Um, what do you think? What do you think right now in the in the film industry is the biggest source of bullshit? Um, they the big like what like a, like what is uh concerning the entire market? I guess. What concerns like what? you, I suppose, regarding the uh, um, the film industry? Well, I think I think for like a lot of people that are interested in film will probably understand this, but I think for like the standard commoner, like people that just in, enjoy entertainment and don't like think too much of it, I feel like a message should be set across that Netflix is not the end all be all when it comes to creative. Uh, creative uh, that's actually very interesting because um i mean i'm definitely one of those commenters i have funny you know it's pretty funny considering i'm making this but when it comes to shows and whatnot i actually have little to no understanding of it and how it's made and how it works but i do know that they've made all these different streaming services disney plus netflix uh hulu showtime whatever whatever and it's just turned into like this giant like each each streaming service has like specific shows so that you can pay for that subscription and the other one and this one and the other one but 
I mean, over all of them, Netflix definitely was like, I guess, the most popular one. Would you say? I sure. I you could say that. Though I I have a couple statements on that. Just opinions. I don't think Netflix is the best one. But go ahead and I, shoot. I, tell me. Tell me all of that. Um, for like creative stories or just like interesting stories. I my the one I usually go on the first is probably HBO. Uh, and then mm. between that, it'll probably be Hulu or like uh, Prime or whatnot. But Netflix doesn't exactly captivate me. Um, but my my the the main point I wanted to make with Netflix is that I know a lot of creators that actually like submit um, or they present like seminars to Netflix to launch a series or whatnot. But Netflix has a very rigorous uh, requirement that is like. They take a lot from your project, and whatever creative idea that you have, you have to adhere to what Netflix wants, and that's a given with the entire industry. But what I've heard is just Netflix is just notoriously like you have to bend over any anything that you want to do. You're pretty much going to be very restricted, and you're going to have to adhere to what Netflix wants to do to a point where it might not even be the project that you were working on from from the very beginning. And I've seen like a lot of people who have just they have presented to Netflix and then just not gone forth with Netflix and there's gone through another um, another platform. But it's very interesting because I would have I would have made the assumption if I didn't know regardless like if I didn't know about it, I would have made the assumption that like Netflix allows for a lot of creative freedom, which doesn't seem to be the case. Hmm. So what would you say is your favorite show right now? Or you know what? Let's 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 disregard show. What is your favorite media that you have consumed in recent times? Whether it be uh, something on screen, so a movie or a TV show. I would say streaming shows. Um, there was I've been watching a couple not not interviews or whatnot, but I've just been watching like people break down like executive producers backing shows and like I I think about uh, Martin Scorsese and Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boardwalk Empire started in 2011. If it's not 2010, it's 2011, then and then in 2014, there's like five seasons. But essentially, like Martin Scorsese in like the 2010s, there was kind of a very early movement for like very luxurious uh, TV shows because they like they understood that a movement was coming that streaming would become the the norm, and that's now ever more present but back then it was just on the horizon and um it's just very interesting to see how like they were transitioning the very the first people that are transitioning from like uh cable television to like uh prime time or or uh pay-per-view channels and stuff like that how it's going to transition to streaming i find that very interesting so you genuinely Um, seem as though you're more with your even with your consumption of the media, it seems like you're very interested in not only movies, but just or not only just entertainment in general, but just like the history of it, and then the present and possibly the future of it too, huh? That's what it seems. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely stand by the entire movement. Of streaming is going to become the new Hollywood, um, just because. I think we've kind of adapted into this format of an episodic, I wouldn't say lifestyle, but just say an episodic catalog of like stories. Because 
you can go to the movies, you could enjoy a two-hour, 40-minute production. But with TV shows, it's like the fun just doesn't stop. It just continues on and on and on. And you could get like seasons worth of like 10 hours of content. And then it could be a reoccurring series for like a couple of years. A couple of years. So it's like 60 plus hours of like a, a narrative storyline. So, and definitely people have bought, uh, bought into that. So I, w- I wouldn't say that movies are on, de- on a decline, but I could definitely see where like television or like streaming is going towards. Because you, I w- like, I, like I said, I don't think movies are on a decline, but I would say that television or streaming that format of like what what started off as like things that you'd watch in the hospitals like cable network and stuff like that they have they have transitioned into a very cinematic profile whereas like tv shows streaming uh, streaming shows are starting to look as good as movies hmm so what was what was the moment that you just you just knew that movies were just your thing your earliest memory of you just being like i want to be a filmmaker um, probably Jurassic Park. That's so as, funny. As That's kid, so man. funny because I think it's really interesting how Jurassic Park has affected you and I in completely different ways. Remember earlier when I was talking about like these animals and how like it just really affected me and I wanted to be a paleontologist? Right. When Jurassic Park came out, to me, seeing these dinosaurs just on screen as a child was just like a completely magical experience for me uh i guess the one the the one that i remember for sure was uh jurassic park 3 it was uh specifically it was was a moment when the t-rex was fighting the spinosaurus and i I was just enjoying it so much just being able to see because there wasn't like a lot of dinosaur content really and there still isn't like people people don't really it's not a budget i don't know why it's such a niche like topic but I don't know how it is either. It's, it sounds awesome. Like, just think about it. Just big lizards, bro. They look cool. They right. Look... And it's like, it's not something that's like, they have been, they have been like competitors to it. And it's just like, doesn't even hold up. Even Jurassic Park, I have my own feelings towards the, the new uh, franchise. I don't like it. Like, there's not, there's not a lot of dinosaur action going on in movies. And it, it boggles my mind. But I just remember watching it and just being like, you know, I was enjoying it. But funny, like, funny enough, like the way that you can dissect like, uh, like the industry of movies and TV shows. I was dissecting like the fight between the, the Tyrex and the Spinosaurus, and I was thinking like, in reality, the Spinosaurus wouldn't win because the Spinosaurus are actually supposed to, like, with those big sails on their back, they're actually supposed to swim out into the water and grab fish. T-Rexes actually were on the land. Like, it was just it was just really interesting to me how, like, we both saw the same thing and just took two completely different things away from it. Kind of. Right. Did you, uh, do you have a specific order of, like, your favorite Jurassic Park movies? It's probably, ooh, two... I mean, they're all, like, really good. Like, I definitely, to me, they're, they're always just going to be, like, above, like, an eight... All of them, just because the fact that you know dinosaurs, but probably two, one, three. Funny enough. Two, one, three. Interesting. I've never had. I've never uh, met a person that liked the second one more than any of the other ones. The second one was just. It was more low key, and like the situations in the movie were just a lot more. I guess almost realistic to what dinosaurs would actually kind of do. So that's why it kind of appealed more to me as a child, but. I don't know. Three, three, 
Oh, I was gonna say three rightfully so gave me nightmares. I've had a lot of as a kid I had a lot of nightmares, but like that it didn't make me like afraid of it. It just was like, yo, this this shit is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Like running for your life from a fucking I've had a spinosaurus related nightmare once. Cause as a kid that actually like T Rex didn't scare me, but the spinosaurus that thing did. You had a spinosaurus related nightmare. Yes, as a kid. But it's like I find it very interesting because Jurassic Park actually carries itself that way. They don't make they make the T Rex very intimidating, but when they implemented the Spinosaurus, they made it like a horror element. It was like the T Rex was just like a force of nature. This thing was like a force of death. Mm-hmm. Actually, yes, I do see the point that you're making. The Velociraptors are pretty scary too. I think the one part of that movie that gives me nightmares was the. Um, when the Velociraptor was kind of chewing on that bald guy's head. Bald guy's head. Well, I'm trying to remember. remember I, oh, I, I think I remember what you're talking about. Oh, and the flying... D- bro, I should just rewatch that movie. That movie was just... Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the flying... Just, yeah. Just amazing. But I think it's just really interesting how... Another thing, too, how one guy made that movie and it's just inspired two people to do two completely different things. Right. Like, imagine right. what you can do with the things you make, you know? Definitely, yeah. I, I, I actually would like to meet uh, Steven Spielberg in my lifetime at least once. It'd be a missed opportunity if I can't. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people in the film industry I'd like to meet, actually, behind the scenes. I've done I've done more research on the people that, you, that like, people don't know about, and I find them more captivating of, like, Brad Pitt and the people that are obviously in the film I'm kind of more interested in the people that are behind it mm-hmm. do you think yeah. you will um yes and no I think I'll probably meet I think it goes without saying I would definitely meet some people um in a very specific regard cause there's like a ladder you gotta go up when it comes to like filmmaking and stuff like that cause I don't think I'll ever make like a like a, what do they call it? A triple? Nah, that's stupid again. So I don't think I'll make a blockbuster movie, but I'll, I'll think I'll be a. Daniel, a Daniel, good Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Let, let me give you something. Let me, let me give you something that I think will help the both of us. Mm hmm. Instead of saying that you think, say that you know that you will, and that'll carry you a lot farther than you think. Alright, for sure. So, so let's let's retry this. Um, do you think that you're going to be able to meet the people that you want to meet in the movie industry? I definitely will. I definitely will. I, there's just a specific uh, way to go about it, but I definitely will. How does it make you feel to rephrase it like that? Um, you know what's strange? I kind of, I, I felt like I said it in my mind. Even though I, I didn't say it. You know, it's funny. I know exactly what you're talking about because I do that too. When I tell people I'm going to be rich and famous off of this and other things that I am going to make soon in the future that I will not announce here, but other things that I will make, I feel like I'm a little bit ridiculous for saying it, but I still force myself to say it anyway. Because like, I just know I, I will because I just want to. So I'm pretty sure if you want to do something, you're just going to end up doing it. Right. Figure it out, you know? I'm sure I can figure it out. You think you can figure it out? Yeah, I can, I'll, I'll figure it out. 
Um, what, what was, I'm going to say one thing, what slipped my mind. Let it catch you, man. We're just vibing. <sighs> yeah, I'm drawing blanks, honestly. But, uh, hey, man, it's been real. It has been very real, Daniel. Listen, man, I'd like to, I'd like to welcome you to call back in anytime. Feel more than free. For sure. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And, um, good. I'll probably uh, try to text you afterwards and try to get that video so I can uh, try to stitch together. All right, for sure. Remind me. Remind me. I got it. I will. I got to take a couple old files. Have a wonderful night, Daniel. Thank you for calling. All right, peace.